Welcome back. My name is Alex. And I'm Joe. And today we're talking about Hard to Kill. Yes, a uh, very excellent action film released in 1990, directed by Bruce Malmuth and starring Steven Seagal, one of uh, our personal favorite actors, the movie Mavericks favorite actors, and also starring Kelly, Kelly LeBrock, um, who was Steven Seagal's real life wife at the time. They have since divorced um, for, as she quoted, irreconcilable differences. So Hard to Kill is pretty straightforward. Um, it starts in 1983 with LA cop Mason Storm, who was played by Seagal, videotaping some, you know, no do-gooders in an alley talking about some malfeasance and some conspiracy plot. Uh, I think it was like killing somebody in a plane crash, a politician. So he gets found out and they start to chase him. And of course he escapes and um, on his way home, he stops at a store and, you know, beats up some toughs. Then he gets home with his champagne and, you know, is about to have sex with his wife when a bunch of people come in and shoot him up and presumably kill the entire family. So the wife is actually dead. The kid is presumed dead and he's also announced dead, but he actually enters a seven-year coma. When he wakes up in 1990, the nurse, Andy, helps him escape death from the same people. And after a slew of training montages and easy fights where he just pretty much mows down a bunch of people, he puts the pieces together and discovers that the bad man that he saw in 83 is Senator Trent, who always says, take that to the bank. So Mason Storm continues to kill lots of dudes. He gets his old tape back and proves his, you know, whatever case and kicks Trent in the balls. And Trent is arrested by the cops while Storm's free to go, even though he literally killed like, I don't know, 50 people <laughs> on the way <laughs> in <Yeah>. public. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all in public. <laughs> yeah, and I think, uh, you know, some cool parts about that too is like he, his wife was retired from acting apparently at the time and he brought her back on the big screen for this incredible role. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then before he goes home to have sex with his wife, he makes a phone call, right, to the police station to his trusted cop buddy. I can't remember his name. And those two like snitches were listening onto the call, and that's how I think they found out that he, you know, he was he was the guy who was in the alley. See, man, this movie's so deep, <laughs> so many layers. That's so many layers. That makes it so good. Yeah, I didn't catch that. So, um, yeah, Alex, why don't you start off start us off with some initial thoughts? Sure. So I absolutely love this movie. I've seen it three times minimum, probably more than that. The other times I probably just don't remember. I was in a state of mind to remember watching it, but it's a good one to just throw on just to relax to and just get a kick out of it because it's badass and it's funny. Um, and I think it's up there with Seagal flicks with uh, Above the Law, Under Siege, Fire Down Below. But I think this, in my opinion, is my favorite. I like it better than all of them. Also has the best movie trailer I think I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it's just incredible. Uh, the soundtrack that isn't really in the movie at all. I think they own the rights to the song in the trailer. Didn't make it to the movie. I don't know why it would have been incredible in so many scenes, but um, yeah, I guess they didn't feel like it. 
1990 movie, um, but it really has that 80s kind of slash 90s transitory kind of style. And I think it's 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 really badass. Um, and I think, you know, I know we'll get to this later, but the incense fired up on the acupuncture needles during the training scene is just like, it's awesome. What other movie are you going to see that in? So yeah, I think I'd love this movie. It fires me up every time I watch it. Speaking of soundtrack, the soundtrack to this movie, the score is actually pretty damn good. It's like quintessential 80s action. Totally. It's not, I don't think it was like too cheesy. It was like, okay, you can tell it's a little dated, but it works. It's pretty awesome. So I'm in the same boat as you. Like, as far as action flicks go, it's like near the top because it knows what it is. It doesn't try and like, you know, overblow you with some crazy story that doesn't make sense in context and you know steven seagal is just straight up kicking ass that's that's what he's there for and like saying cheesy one-liners i mean he totally owns that role yeah and he's not trying to insult our intelligence by like trying to pretend it's like some really deep movie it's like it's an action flick he's gonna be cool he's gonna look cool doing it you know he's gonna have sex with a hot lady his wife (laughs) and yeah get away at the end i mean pretty cookie cutter but you can make it work as this shows yeah and i'm wondering like because now it's super cookie cutter like we've seen this revenge plot like a million times you know in a lot of new movies and i'm kind of thinking back like 1990 how many you know like this were around before this so who knows maybe he trailblazed in a way Um, but it is it is awesome yeah, actually thinking about some other, you know, random action flicks like you know, Red Heat or Nick Cage one that Rage, like they yeah. really go over gore and killing and like sure right. it's not really gory though. It's more martial arts focused. So, you know, that's nice. Cause like, you know, gore is whatever, but when it's overdone, it's like just really kind of stupid, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a lot more realistic. There's a lot, a lot of broken bones. Yeah, lots of choreography, you know. Yes. Actual skills. Because he is he's a skilled martial artist, or at least was. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so moving forward to overarching themes with this movie. It's a tough one. I mean, like I said, it's not too deep, but I think it's kind of a meta meta theme about not taking yourself too seriously and just kind of, you know, owning who you are and you know, just doing it shamelessly it's kind of funny i don't know if this was on purpose i mean knowing seagal it probably was but at the beginning when he goes into that liquor store the uh the clerk is like seagal asks him you know why aren't you watching the oscars it's like the oscars i hate the oscars <laughs> so i like starting off the movie with like i don't give a fuck about you know awards <laughs> yeah this isn't gonna win any awards <laughs> industry or whatever yeah and you know, in some other action flicks, you know, you know they're going to get away at the end. They're going to win and all that stuff. So Seagal doesn't even mess with the idea of like him being beaten down or like in trouble or like, oh, is he going to get away or building tension? It's like, no, I'm, I'm going to be fine. So he just kicks ass and doesn't even get hit, really. He gets hit like one time um, in Chinatown. But otherwise, he's like completely toying with everybody, like going on his knees, like putting his hands behind his back, saying, oh, let me make it easier for you. Right. Still right. kicks ass. Like it's, it's just like having fun with it. And I think that's 
it's pretty cool. Like, you know, just own who you are and have fun with it and, you know, be badass in the, in the process. Totally. Yeah. There's, there's a really, you know, those are like, I think underlying too, like the things you pointed out, it's like in your face, but at the same time, you know, a lot of that is shown through like the scenes with like, no, no words or anything like that. He's just a badass having fun and uh, he gets the job done. So I think, you know, some other things at play, it's like a revenge flick, right? We talked about that. The He's the lone cop, like the do-gooder, kind of like the uh, Frank Serpico in a way. Yeah. And, uh, and every other cop except for two in the movie are corrupt. Yeah. All the other ones work for the politician, right? And the, the non-corrupt one was killed in the beginning, and then the other one was killed later on. So he's like the lone Serpico. Um, and then, you know, that's like the corrupt society, the politics, police force, like everything is crooked and, and messed up. Um, and he kind of talks about that, how like, you know, he's going to make things right and they're, they're going to win because they have their superior attitude. Um, and then there's like, there's hints of, uh, you know, there's like lessons in this movie. There's hints of that. There's hints of like Eastern philosophy, how he talks about his teacher, about how like anyone can hurt anyone, but healing people like that's, that's more noble and that's the right thing to do. He's trained in all that stuff, so he's just kind of being himself. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah and he, he helped write the movie, too, which I, I didn't know before this, which is really cool. And he left his name, apparently, off that credit um, and just put himself as, like, the lead actor. But another one, you know, of these themes is when his son is, is saying his prayers. I don't know if you remember this part, but he, he tells his son, like, this is the very beginning, you know, right before the family gets all shot up. But he's like, you should always pray for other people. And the kid's like, well, who's going to you know, pray for like things for me. And the, and Seagal goes, well, that's why God invented work. And I think that's just so, so awesome. He's like the hardworking, honest, you know, yeah. go, go at it head on kind of guy in the movie. So I remember that. Yeah. It's a great part, which leads us to the favorite scenes. And this I'm is so, yeah, I'll, I'll kick it off. Cause I'm so torn. Cause there's so many great scenes in this movie. And it's, it's like broken into just badass scenes, like one after another, you know? And the one that you mentioned earlier, the Chinatown beatdown scene is, is probably the best, but I know <laughs> that you're gonna pick that. So I'm gonna have to go with a different one. And I called I think, <laughs> yeah, the, the, training, the training scene, you know, that's awesome gearing up for the, the fight. The stretcher in the hospital getting him out of the hospital while he's like kicking people's ass while he's in a stretcher like just getting out of a coma was awesome but it's gonna go down to the liquor store scene for me i just love that scene first one of the first scenes huh that's yeah. a great well because to your point the guy talking about the oscars the, he's like you know he asked the guy for champagne he's like it's over there by the caviar you know and just like being a total dick yeah and then those guys come in and like like lowest lowest of the low and um like you said Seagal puts his like hands behind his back and he's like toying with them and easily just deals with all of them like so easily you know no effort whatsoever yeah another point about this movie we didn't even talk about is how funny it is like hilarious. it's it's not like a comedy but it is kind of because he's just like I don't care like let's make it ridiculous because he gives a exactly <laughs> his lines and like just the things that happen it's so good and that scene in particular it's like such it's so over the top because everyone in this movie is like an over-the-top character yeah. like they're trying to be real life depth 
they're just characters and yeah especially just beats the shit out of them <laughs> yeah awesome. and like the the liquor store owner guy gets like blown to bits and he's like making jokes like on his way out of the, the store kind of like it's such a movie you know it's like a last action hero kind of thing like it's it's such an obvious movie and it's fucking hilarious i know i love it um so on that note yes my favorite scene is the chinatown chase scene it's incredible yeah i mean it's simple i just liked it that's why because it looked cool it was um you know in that part of the movie I think his son was running away, right, from the bad guys. So yeah. there's a little, you know, little drama there about him getting away and they catch him and make it, you know, more intense or whatever. But, you know, Seagal chases them and he breaks the guy's leg on the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. On the way to get to the other guy, right? Because that was a different guy. Yeah. So he just paused for a bit and broke a guy's leg and they continued. Yeah. yeah, the guy's yelling, you broke my leg. <laughs> yeah, in case you couldn't tell through the movie. They added yeah. that line in there. No, I was I was like wondering, like, did he actually break it or not? And then it was yeah. dark, right? It was like by the dumpster or something. So it was pretty, you couldn't tell that well, yeah. Um, so anyways, he gets down and um meets up with Quintero, and that's like probably one of the bigger like one-on-one fights, maybe the only actual one-on-one fight in the movie. Um yeah. that's like extended, and it's just really well choreographed and cool, and like does like, you know he actually gets hit in that scene i watched it again and i'm like oh he get hit and then he like it doesn't phase him like once bit and he, <laughs> he just beats the crap out of him after that and what i thought was kind of hilarious too um quintana takes a um or quintero takes a cleaver and usually in other movies you're like oh shit like he's gonna you know swipe at him and like seagal's gonna dodge it but like seagal just does like one move and like <laughs> knocks out his hand right away <laughs> it doesn't even become a thing it's like just completely not caring about you know what you're supposed to do in an action film right like it served no purpose whatsoever and and then what was hilarious to me at the near the end of the scene you know he's walking towards Kintero to give the final blow and he, his son comes up he like you know rubs on the head and like gives him an attaboy and it's like really sentimental and he goes to Kintero and just snaps his, yeah. <laughs> snaps his neck right there it's like oh it's like a <laughs> one second pause kind of thing goes you know has a real special moment with his boy on the way to killing this guy right in front of of all these people (laughs) yep and And then then throws the mask on him right throws a giant mask on him yeah big chinese opera mask on top of him and then um and then his last line when he's leaving is like i got one more takeout order And they trash that guy's food truck or whatever that is. They absolutely trash it. That little food stand. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he's, totally. The guy's yelling in the background the whole time. And yeah, it's an amazing scene. And it's got like the cool like 80s kind of lights on the street and everything. It's all kind of, it's a really cool style. It's like if you were to show someone one scene from an 80s movie that's an action sequence, I think you should show that one. It's got yeah. it all. It's awesome. Totally. So on that note, do um, you have a favorite quote? Yeah, I think, you know, I've told you this one before. I think it's just so awesome uh, when he's talking to his pal uh, at the compound dojo area, you know, right after the training is kind of complete and he's, the guy gives him his gun and they're talking, catching up. And he's talking about how they're going to win this time. And he's like, we're outgunned and undermanned, but you know something? We're going to win. You know why? 
superior attitude, superior state of mind. I never caught that. I think the first two times watching it. And then I was like, man, that is, that's another that like badass, you know, Eastern philosophy kind of thing, right? Like will it, will it into existence? They're the better people are going at it. They're going to win. So I thought that was a kick-ass quote. Great. Another thing I like about Seagal is how straightforward he is with those yeah. lines. It's like superior attitude, superior state of mind. I mean, it's simple, but it's very powerful. Totally. Um, so my favorite quote is kind of more on the funny side. And it's it's kind of a funny scene too, where he's, you know, sitting in this in that room, in his bedroom by himself, and he's having the internal monologue trying to figure out who the bad guy was. Because O'Malley, like just said. Think what are the catchphrases, you know, who it might be. <laughs> and they just repeat, take that to the bank like three times. <laughs> and he turns to the blank TV alone in his room and says, I'm going to take you to the bank, Senator Trent, to the blood bank. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> so cheesy, but like he knew what he was doing and it's just hilarious. And his delivery on it too is just, it's just perfect. It's, it's awesome. perfect whispers it but like has the the glare and then if you look at the scene as a whole like from the outside it's just a guy sitting alone in a room <laughs> and then out of nowhere he turns to a blank tv and says that line <laughs> and then just goes back and yeah, delivers it perfectly <laughs> and then just goes back into the thought <laughs> before some other guys come to you know kill him or whatever so yep i think it's just a very memorable line i mean not really deep in any way just just hilarious just fun like, ha- like i would say 95 percent of the movie is like that and then the five percent is that like superior state of mind talk you know but it's like peppered in there you know the deep stuff like very rarely just enough where you're like okay there is some like meaning behind all this yeah it's awesome and you know his his actual moves are they're good like oh, they're incredible or- yeah and he, it's so effortless you know he he literally like <laughs> you were talking about how it's kind of a comedy at times some of those scenes where he's beating their ass and he's like not even like his body doesn't move, but like his his arm or hand will just go extend and just snap one of their limbs. <laughs> like it's hilarious. It almost it just his face doesn't change, nothing changes, and he's just like dropping, you know, these guys one after another. Breaks bones so easily. Yeah, so, it's incredible. So I think uh, we're ready. Are we ready for the score? So so I'll start off. Is it a good movie? Out. Watchability? I give it an eight. I mean, you can watch it and you don't have to try too hard. You can either sit down and just watch it at night alone or you can throw it on the background and it works either way, I think. Yeah, I gave it an eight too. I love this movie. I can watch it at any time, day or night, any day of the week. It's a great movie. Perfect. Um, next score is artistic enjoyment slash entertainment. Now, I gave it a seven here, which might seem a little high. I mean, it's not going to win any Oscars, but I think because they owned that, you know, shitty action movie vibe so, you know, just so well, I think that bumps it up because, you know, art doesn't have to be like one thing. It doesn't have to be deep or like an Oscar winner type. It can be, it's art because I say it is, and I'm making it how I want to, and it's an expression of myself. And I think Seagal does that with Hard to Kill. And you're right. I gave it a five, but you're right. It is incredible. There's just a few others in this genre that I think did it a little better. Um, I think Commando is one of them. It's super similar. And I think it's a little bit more 
artistic in in a few ways but you're right though owns it kicks ass at it um but is definitely not winning any cinematography <laughs> awards or anything like that he hates the oscars <laughs> yeah. all right date night score i mean this is a tough one i mean i think no matter what though it'll be fun so i gave it a seven i gave it a seven too i think if uh your date is gonna like it below a seven then she shouldn't be your date <laughs> <laughs> i think it's a good litmus test right exactly well yeah she might be bored right. but won't like she won't look and you'd be like why the fuck are we watching this she'll be like, oh, <laughs> right this? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're gonna want to hear like wait why why is this happening it's like okay that's a good question because a lot of this you kind of have to pause and be like wait what the hell is happening in this movie again and it all <laughs> comes down to the revenge you know it's so simple but yeah but the story's a little deeper like you mentioned that thing i didn't catch on and yeah son actually survive and being brought up by o'malley and yep. then like someone uh, someone's mother out of all the old women that they oh have. yeah yeah that's o'malley's mother yeah so there's some you're right that's a whole subplot right because yeah, i didn't i don't even really know I've, I've told you i've seen this movie so many times when they're talking about oh it's a good thing that you know she went here at this point and did this i'm like what the hell are they talking about and there's you're right there's levels this movie had one flaw. It's it, they didn't develop some of the other characters. Like Senator I mean, I totally don't even know who he is until the end. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I guess I kind of know this guy. <laughs> yeah, and how about the friend where she goes, his wife, or not the wife in the movie, but in real life, you know, the, the lady who takes care of him. I can't remember her name. When she yeah. goes to visit her, yeah, she goes to visit her friend. And they're like, oh, yeah, she's dead. And, and you look like the person. That, I'm like, when, did, when was she killed? Yeah. <laughs> when were we ever introduced to her? <laughs> so yeah, it's uh got some holes. Yeah, a little a, a few, you know, minor holes. You can overlook that for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so averaging out all the scores, the overall score is a seven, which is uh the highest movie we've done to date. And I think uh it definitely deserves it. Oh yeah. Higher than the tragedy of Macbeth, huh? Way better than bill shakespeare yep sorry sorry bill <laughs> <laughs> yeah. better in cage too better than the nick cage movie we did but there's more to come on that that one was good not one of his best though yeah but, uh, this is one of steven seagal's greatest movies so i'm glad totally you know seven <laughs> yeah yeah it could probably even go a little higher i think seven's being conservative true and you know it's not like we're doing a rating overall of the movie there's there are some factors that we take into account absolutely but yeah i think that's it any final thoughts uh yeah actually i one one thought for you i forgot to tell you this i did a final count of all the broken bones in the movie right here we have one ankle broken one broken wrist three broken arms one broken leg <laughs> and two broken necks for a total of eight broken bones. Wow. Total. Yeah, so. And none of them were Seagal's. They were all his enemies, right? Yeah, he doesn't even get touched. I mean, he's toying with them. <laughs> there was one time in the street fight he gets touched and then the shotgun shot, right? And that's it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, him getting shot in the 
inning. I That's guess. it. And then he goes ahead and he breaks eight different bones of other people. Even when he's in traction in the hospital bed, he doesn't get hit. <laughs> That's the best. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well, I think we're done. Yeah, that was a good one. Definitely. We'll be Mavericks out. Awesome.